Welcome to the Release the Weight and Rise podcast, where Matt Travis, Andrea Wickens, and their guests will help you to release the mental, emotional, or physical weight, stopping you from living your best life, and empower you to create sustainable habit changes to transform your mind, body, and lifestyle for good. If you're wanting to increase your energy and confidence, feel more fulfilled, and generate more inner peace, health, and happiness in your life, then this podcast is for you to begin to master your mind and align it with the most sustainable transformation plan designed just for you. Welcome. We are so glad that you're here. Hello, and thanks for joining us again today for the next episode of Release the Weight and Rise. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking about something that's really a hot topic right now, I think. Um, especially where we are on the East coast, the diet, the diet. And so our topic tonight is the death of the diet. Yep. Got to get rid of this modern diet thing that Mm -hmm. that the culture has created over the past hundred years. (laughs) So, so we were kind of going through this and what would you say today is when we think of diet, what's, what is it today? It's not what it used to be. That's for sure. The, the, the definition that we have of diet now uh, in our culture right now, it's, it's a short-term behavior change to achieve a quick result. It's not what it used to mean, right? Like if we think about, if we think about what diet used to mean, it, it was what a species ate. And that was the old definition of it. It was what, you know, and you, when you go to the zoo too, like if you go to the zoo, I took my kids to the zoo and on, and on the, the wall of the cages, it's like, don't feed the monkeys uh, any of the crap that you just got at the snack shack, basically. Right. But it says right. it in a much nicer way. <laughs> it's like, right. don't feed them this stuff because uh, they have, bec- and this is what it says, because they have a specific diet. So mm. it's what, it's what uh, their species eats. Like dogs, so many people that have dogs, we don't have a dog, but oftentimes when I'm with a family that has a dog, I want to just feed the dog and they'll say, no, 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 no. Don't give the dog that, but their kids can have anything. anything. <laughs> so that's feed, just a feed little that perspective. To Charlie. Feed it to Charlie. <laughs> He'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, way back when diet actually used to mean a way of living. Yeah. That's what it it actually is, right? It's a way of living. It's a way of living. And really just whatever you're eating and drinking. And it was sustainable and long-term and it just was how it was. Yeah. Well, you know, with our tribes, we would get up, we would go for a really long walk (laughs) because (laughs) you had to go and gather the food. Um, and you know, the hunting and all of those types of things to, in order to bring it back. So the exercise and the eating kind of went hand in hand. Um, and it, it, it just was how we did things. We were, we're very lucky. We're, it's amazing what we have access to as human beings now, like, right. Yeah. And I would also argue that it makes it more confusing when I started my fitness facility, I, I right away, I mean, this was. 10, um, 12 years ago, I started doing what's called grocery store nutrition tours. And I always thought it was super, 
awesome and sad at the same time that I had to do that because the grocery store can be very, very tricky to navigate through because uh, the food industry is really diabolical with their the way that they word things and the way, you know, there's a lot of things that they do psychologically to make you feel good about what you're buying. And uh, that's probably a whole different episode, but, <laughs> but it really is, but it is it really it's is. tricky. Just so just quick note while we're on that, when you're in the grocery store, I know it's been covered and people, there may be people that don't know this, but wear a guide when you go in the grocery store. Say that where, again. Say that again. Where, where do they need to stick to? Yeah. You know, you hear, I feel like you always hear like stay on the perimeter, right? Like stay on the outside. That's what I, I, I hear a lot. And I think a good thing to, to, to know too, like if you are to go inside and you start looking at the, you know, if you're going on the outside, you're going to get a lot of the fruits and the vegetables and, you know, everyone's a little bit different because the store I shot at is actually like right in the dead center of the grocery <laughs> I think store. they caught on to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it is, it is tricky. I think the idea is eat, buy more real food. So what does that mean? It's just food that would grow on trees, would grow on bushes, would grow plants, would grow underground, would, you know, if you're eating uh, meats, eating more, uh, you know, wild caught, fresh, organic, uh, pasture raised, you know, grass fed, grass finished, like a lot of what animals were doing before we put them into very small compact compartments and uh tried to just do it at scale right so protein and produce yes yeah right. and then you know there's even on the outside there can be you know things like healthy fats like good quality salmon avocados things like this so yeah it's mm -hmm. it's what 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 we're eating as human beings now i think what gets tricky though is that there, the, as we're brought up, right? I know me personally, I was brought up, we, I was brought up Irish Catholic and there was a lot of meat and potatoes, right? And that was kind of what, uh, what it was. But we also had tons of snacks and junk food and all of that stuff that was just part of quote unquote our diet. I mean, it was, that was our diet as we got older and, and as we grew up. And it was just kind of the way that was as we were coming up. So I think a lot of people, um, however you're, you're raised is a lot of where your subconscious habits and the way that you do things come from. Which is really a, a really great point to bring up because we're talking to a lot of young new moms. Yeah. So the way in which you are doing things is really laying platform for how your kids will continue. So you and I both owned fitness facilities and I had kids. a lot of, a lot of kids came to our fitness facilities. A and lot of kids did. And so where I was training primarily adults at my facility, um, and you were training the kids at your, you were doing kids and adults. At yeah. Your it, was, it was a good yeah. mix. Yeah. It was a good mix. So we had our hand and our share of challenges at our gyms and they were very popular and the high, low carb. And so we've seen it all. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so um, what diets do you think that people are, are seeing now? Because I will tell you, this idea came to me because I was scrolling <laughs> and I was getting hit up left and right with this challenge and this challenge and before and after pictures and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, six weeks, lose 20 pounds. And um, so what do you think primarily, what are people, what's the focus right now in diets that you're seeing in your circle? Yeah. Well, I think we just need to understand the underlying part of it to what creates these diets, right? It's, there's a, there's an emotional pain there. There's this emotional pain, this mental and emotional pain that pushes people into something that is uh, very different than what they're doing. So the emotional pain is I have uh, X amount of pounds on my body. I have more pain in my body. I have, um, you know, I'm starting to get skin issues. I'm getting bloating. I'm getting, you know, my bowel movements aren't the, you know, what they used to be all, all of these things that, and I've, I, when I got deep into studying the microbiome and gut health and all those things, Mm -hmm. I started to really understand how things are, have changed massively. And we're going to see this, we're in the infancy of that. I mean, I'd say over the past 10 years, gut health, microbiome, uh, all that stuff has has definitely gotten more into the mainstream Mm -hmm. and, I think we are just in the infancy of understanding what that ultimately has done to our ability to eat, digest and assimilate food and, and what that really, really looks like. And it's, you know, we get what our good, healthy gut bacteria is going to be eating is good quality fiber. So things like vegetables and yes. you know, so so I'll go those, hand in hand, yeah, really. Yeah, totally. Like people hear these terms like prebiotics. It's it's fiber, folks. Like you, you're you you need to get in more uh of the fiber that your good healthy gut bacteria is eating. Um, and then of course, uh unhealthy bacteria, its main fuel source is sugar. And mm. and uh and that's really where because of what's happened or since I mean, in the 60s and 70s, they started to vilify fat. Uh, There was a whole study, Ansel Keys, the whole thing went down and they basically were like, fat's bad, sugar's not the problem. And it just basically started what I grew up in. And I grew up in the low fat world, like in the late 80s, 80s, 90s, it was all Suzanne Summers. And, and, uh, whatever that machine thing she did was, but, and then it was like the low fat stuff. It was um, the decade of the rice cakes. Absolute rice cake decade. <laughs> right? It really was. And, and that's kind of where, um, you know, it was the pendulum always swings folks. So coming back to what you were saying, Andrea, it's like the pendulum is always swinging. It's either swinging so far to one side or so far to the other side. Now, what we do know about kind of what's happening to a lot of people and, and a lot of people are walking about 60 to 70% of the human beings on the planet are walking around with some kind of insulin resistance or gut health issues mm-hmm. that they may or may not be aware of. So with that being said, are there certain facts around what humans should be eating? Absolutely. And with that being said, there are tons of diets out there that you could absolutely try, but if you do not align them and, or sorry, they are not aligned with your identity, 
your beliefs around what you want and what you want to be doing with your values. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people, uh, and I know, I know that we've talked about this before. A lot of people like they, they, uh, I had many people <laughs> join my gym. They're like, I just, my goal, <laughs> I just want to drink. I want to be able to drink as much wine as I can and, yes. uh, and, and still be healthy and not, you know, gain a, a lot of weight. And so it's really like, what are you valuing, you know, and what are your current habits and, and really looking at does this, if you just picked this diet out of the blue and was like, I'm going to do this, how long are you willing to do that for? Is this something that you need to do? Right. But then, so how long are you willing to do this? And I want to ask everybody to think about how many times have you cycled back mm -hmm. to the diet? And maybe every time you come back to the diet that maybe worked the first time or the second time, and now the third time you're saying, I'm going to go for it. You know, it worked last time. I'm just going to do it before summer hits. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work. Because the yo-yo effect has absolutely crushed your metabolism. Yep. And that's women my age are seeing that. I yep. can tell you for sure. It's just not working because of years and years of trying, you know, Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and that, you know, way back in the day. Absolutely. And oh, people are still absolutely doing those things. They yeah. sure are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the thing, this is what I see as a rapid transformation therapist, a practitioner, and, and, uh, and as a nutrition coach and, and a fitness coach, and just working with people over the past 10 years, the biggest issue with all of this, in my mm -hmm. opinion, is what this does to your self-esteem and your self-worth and believing that there's something wrong with you. That's what I feel like is the biggest problem. And that's really it's what drives me mad because a lot of people are feeling like it's them and it's I'm folks, it's not you just so yeah. you all know, this yeah. is totally a, uh, a subconscious habit thing. You are not your subconscious habits. And I will say the food industry is, it's brutal. Like what they do, what they're allowed to do. There are 62 different names of refined sugar that are yes. just hiding in your foods folks. Yes. And the, because most of the mainstream public doesn't know, right. And they get a lot of their information from, uh, you know, the food pyramid and the, you know, governmental dietary mm -hmm. guidelines, like all of these things that are, it's the money is what's running the show right now, folks. Sure. And, and it's just the reality of the situation. So it is important to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to do this, of course, though, is just to start. I, this is my favorite thing. This is the best way I've found to help people is start adding versus subtracting. If you just start adding, right? So you add one more vegetable to what you eat every day. Just one. Whatever. So when we say add, we mean, we mean add good things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people, uh, so food is emotional folks. It's a very emotional thing. If you think about, and I teach all the clients, this is like, if you think about the first thing you actually had uh, control over is what you allow 
you, you what you allowed your parents to put in your mouth, right? <laughs> they put in mm-hmm. a puree of peas and you either accepted it or you spit it back out. Right. And it's something where it's the first thing we had control over. It's also the first thing that probably made you feel good other than your parents and their love. If that was in place for you at that time, uh, a lot of the clients I work with that was lacking and therefore um, food became their sanctuary. It became that uh, emotional connection. It became their best friend and not necessarily the, the healthier foods. It was more of the non-functional foods. And I choose mm-hmm. my words wisely, folks. I don't say good or bad foods because uh, you may start to notice when you eat foods that are um, that you would label quote unquote bad, then all of a sudden when you eat them, you become bad. So we sure. need to get rid of the, that dialogue. And we need, I, I say functional and non-functional, and that's all determined by your goals and your facts and the facts, um, which we can get into in a second. So then the subconscious, you know, there's that subconscious piece of diet, which you may have a block against if it didn't work for you at one point. Sure. And then you're, you're behind the eight ball before you've even started. Yep. So it has to be, we have to remove the word diet yeah. and just think about what is livable how can I live my life that this is going to work and be sustainable and enjoyable? And we've talked about the 80, 20 rule. And it's funny. I had a conversation with someone recently, um, a friend of ours, and she said, you know, the 80, 20 rule doesn't get you to where you need to be. You have to go all out. And I said, but whatever you do to get there is what you need to do to maintain that. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really careful. So you know, in this situation, I said, why we could go 80, 20, but how about you add some exercise to it? Well, that's all or nothing thinking, right? Right. <laughs> that, and that's what <laughs> have that is the most common mental construct that holds people back. I sure. would say that I've come across and, and a, a really, really important point. And this is what diets do. Diets create this dialogue that you have and they create the can and can't. They create the can and can't. So it's either I can have this or I can't have this. And I don't know if you, you folks feel this way. I don't like when people tell me what I can and can't do. And I know a lot of people I work with are the exact same way. So what, when you start deciding what's in alignment for you, you start to use different words. It's do or don't. I do eat this way or I don't eat this way. If you think about like when people switch over um, and decide to uh, no longer eat meat, let's say they become a vegetarian or vegan and they're totally good with it and they're happy and they love this lifestyle. Let's say that's the case for them. They just do or don't do it. And it's not something they think about it because it's part of their identity. So that's, that's really interesting. So I'm going to peel it back just a little bit with my clients when I'm going through the nutrition piece with them. You're absolutely right. My clients actually want to know, they want to say, don't do this, don't do this, Mm -hmm. do this, don't do this. But what we do is we substitute. We're going to substitute this. Alternatives are the key. Okay. Because then there's no mindset of a a yes and a no. Oh, I I can do that, but I'll do it this way. You know, we've talked about, um, you know, cooking vegetables. I have someone that just does not like vegetables. And so have you tried cooking this way? 
Have you tried cooking them this way? Have you? So there's always a way to infiltrate and food hack the good foods. I'm going to say good foods because they are good foods. Yeah. You know, they're functional, well, but they so are good for can, you. Can I, can I peel that one back? Because yes. this is the thing. And this is what happened to me personally. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where a lot of people get frustrated is because what was good for me wasn't necessary. What was, what was healthy for me wasn't necessarily healthy for other people. And what was healthy for other people wasn't necessarily healthy for me. Let me give you examples. So I was dealing with a lot of gut health issues and uh, that created histamine intolerance and uh, oxalate issues. And we don't, we'll talk about that. In it was an extreme case of gut health issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but for me personally, like I couldn't, uh, spinach was a problem. I um, like nuts, created a, a made, they made me tired. Um, so if you are eating quote unquote good foods, right. But you're not getting results or you're not, it's not feeling right. doesn't feel good. Yes. Then, it doesn't then, feel then good. we have, yeah. then we have to pay attention because I think mm-hmm. people go to the 80, 20 rule and then the 20% that they're doing isn't working because they're having some sensitivities or, or, or food intolerances too. like, and that could be I mean, you could have food intolerances to so many things, food, folks, like uh, nightshade vegetables, uh, <laughs> eggs, um, sugar, mm-hmm. gluten, dairy, soy, you know, the list goes on. And, and, and when you are like, well, I don't know if I have that. Well, it's just paying attention to what happens after you eat. Do you get tired? Do you get itchy skin? Do you get a runny nose? Do you get bloated? bloated? Do you get acid reflux? Do you get um, you know, stuck bowels or very loose bowels. Do you have, you know, a lot of people don't relate their skin issues to their gut health and all those things. Mm-hmm. And so if your 20% is something that's affecting you, uh, very negatively, then it's not going to work. Now, if your 20% isn't causing you a problem and you're fine, then the 80, 20 rule usually is pretty solid for people. And it gives them an idea of like, Hey, if I am eating, three meals a day, let's say they're doing that. And uh, you know, you're going to have about seven days a week, you're going to have about three meals where, or three times or whatever it is that, that you are digging into whatever you're digging into. Mm. And that's important. It is important. Or finding a good alternative to it. Right. So like it's, it's finding foods that you love uh, and that are going to be more functional for you. So like, I know, I really like chocolate folks. I just do. And I've found many great, amazing alternatives to uh, regular chocolate. Like I'm a big fan of Lily's chocolate. If, if sure, you folks have Lily's. ever, yeah, it's fantastic. Now, even within Lily's, not all Lily's is created equal. Like there's mm. dextrose in some of that, uh, <laughs> even though it says no sugar. So it's like, if you're looking at it, I find the bars that are 70% cacao or more uh, tend to be safer. Uh, when you're, if you're trying to really avoid refined sugar and, and it's ultimately hurting you or holding you back from achieving your goals. And there's an intuitive piece to it also, mm-hmm. you know, if you find that you just don't like a food, there's probably a good reason you don't like it. Even if it's a considered a healthy food, we talk about chocolate. I just don't like chocolate for whatever reason. And I've tried it a million times. I've tried to like it. Because it's I feel so like cool. I, there's something wrong because I don't like it. Yeah. Right. Lily's chocolate. I do like on occasion, 
So pay attention to, God, I just really don't feel like that. Or some people, eggs, you know, eggs is a, is a great source of protein. And healthy and, fats. And healthy fats. Vitamins. The, Omegas, the, the, whole, the, whole the whole thing. Yeah, choline, um, all of it. But there are people that eggs are just not a good match for. Absolutely. It, not, not even, they may like them, but they just don't agree with them. And when we say don't agree with them, you just know, your body knows, pay attention to that. Um, and, uh, and there are always alternatives, but some of the little, let's give them some things to like some just nuggets to go away with. I think while we're talking about protein, maybe we talk about eating enough protein is a key here. Um, and that's, there are these little things, these life hacks, these daily hacks that you could do without much effort that yep. don't cost you anything. Uh, and it's I'll just behaviors. Yeah. Can I give you the number one? This was probably the trickiest one for me. And it made one of the most biggest impacts in my life, which was eating, uh, paying attention slowly, like eating slowly was life-changing for me. I, I was the kid that my mother put all of our plates down at, at the table, went to get her plate, came back and I was done. And I, I feel bad to this day about it because she was like, all she wanted to do was sit down. And I was the one kid in the whole family. Like I was never a problem eater. Like I ate it all and I ate it fast because in, I grew up in a family of four. So I was like, I always wanted to make sure I ate fast so I could have seconds. That was like the subconscious mentality that I had. Um, so I had to retrain myself to eat slower and, and really chew my food and masticate and, and be able to swallow it. And so I could digest it better. And I think a lot of people are just eating really fast on the run or while they're working. Hmm. So it gets that's, tricky. It is tricky. It is tricky. And unfortunately that's a lifestyle thing, but we, so if yep. we have to work around that, let's talk about the things we can do working around that lifestyle because many families are like that. They are on the run with sports and whatnot. So when we're talking about protein, how much, a pro, how much protein should you have in your meal? We're talking about this, what we tell our clients is just the size of your fist. For yeah. a woman, it's one fist. For a man. Yeah, totally. When you're making your plate, like if we think about making your plate, it, it just like if anytime you're making a plate of food, right? A palm of protein, like you're getting the full palm. And this is just something from Precision Nutrition. Palm of protein, a uh, fist of vegetables, right? Using your hand is awesome because you go everywhere with your hand. So mm -hmm. a palm of protein, the width and the, and the circumference, right? Fist of, of vegetables, a cupped handful of starchy carbohydrates, like starchy vegetables or fruits, and a thumb's worth of healthy uh, fat. Now, some people are more carb sensitive. So you may need to cut that in half as, as well. So the one that we just explained, though, that's specifically for females. Now, if you're a very physically active female, you can double a lot of those things. And if yes. you're a male, you double them anyways. Yes. So that's, that's, an, easy, that's an easy hack right there. Yep. Yep. And then your sleep, of course. Yep. If you just got one extra hour a night, that somehow, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, going to bed a little bit early, shutting the phones off, shutting the TV off, that's going to help your cortisol. They say the, the easiest way to lose weight is to sleep more. I think sleep's one of the most underrated ones. And we'll do a really whole is. episode on that just because of how powerful and important it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you think about all the reasons why people end up turning to diets is because a lot of the other areas of their life are so out of whack, right? So mm. things are really, really out of balance. And it just seems like something they can control. And it's familiar, certain and predictable, usually for people in their minds, they're like, well, I could just do this real quick, and I'll be good for the summer or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, so right. it is, but we're finding, and I know I'm seeing this a lot, is a lot of people are trying to do the same thing and not getting the same results because there's just been so, so many changes, so many changes. So I help a lot of people figure out what their food sensitivities are. I, I, I help them go through an experience that allows them to ultimately figure out what's functional for them and what's not functional for them so that they can, they can do that. Now you can do that on your own folks, just paying attention to your own body. What's, what's really happening to you. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway is just pay attention to how certain foods make you feel. Mm-hmm. And, and one more thing I just want to add in, cause I had an incident yesterday where I was going out for lunch and there were plenty of spots up right by the door and we were on the water. So it was a little brisk yesterday. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 park, park down, down the other end. And they were like, why? I said, because let's walk. <laughs> the sun's <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. And we walked into the restaurant and they were saying, they were all saying, oh my God, we could have parked here. We could have parked here. <laughs> I thought, holy crap, yeah. you guys. You need to just move more. So I'm going to say that to everybody listening. Just move more. You know, yeah. you know take the stairs. Take the stairs. <laughs> you have, most of you guys have, have eye watches. Most of you have phones on. Monitor your steps. It's not that hard. You guys can do this. You, most of you do it already. If you're doing it already, add some. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my classes, my girls all have their their watches on and they are definitely checking their heart rate and they're checking to see that they get their little rings and it's just an easy way to track your movement for, for sure and you and you could track your sleep too uh I'm all a big... these little things yeah oh i'm losing you a little bit but yeah it's it's it, you can track these things you can look oh, at yeah. it so you're a little frozen it's all good uh, so it's, it's just tracking these things and, and knowing yeah. what you're doing. My, uh, yeah. You're a little frozen. It's all good. I'm going to keep it going. So is good bottom line, at least <laughs> <laughs> so bottom line, you're going to have this folks. Cause me and Andrew, we're not in the same location. So I love that. I love that we can do this abroad and or not necessarily be in the same location. Sometimes one of our internet's going to kick out and that's just going to be life. And uh, she's back now. It's all good. Oh, I am? Yeah. Was I in a good face at least? Oh, yeah. Or was I? No, no, it was. It was it... <laughs> no, it was good. You looked like you were, it, you were still part of the conversation. It was beautiful. Oh, great. I did hear you. And it sounded fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. All right. Well, this is awesome. And yeah, so. Folks, it really comes down to this. And I think the big takeaway for this specific episode is be being careful that you are trying to create a quick result with something that you're not going to stick to long-term. You're not, you're not trying to actually 
you're, you're not trying to solve the, the real problem. You're not trying to create this new lifestyle for yourself because anytime you try and go and do that, your subconscious will always bring you back. Your, your, ha your habits will always bring you back to the same old place and it will keep you stuck in that cycle. So if you want to change that cycle, just doing these little changes, it will start to have a big effect. It's the snowball effect of the little habits. That's behavior change 101. It's going to, anytime you've tried to make massive, massive, massive changes very, very quickly, right? Which is basically pulling the rug out from underneath you and just saying, do this diet. And do these, this insane exercise program that you've never done before. Like, it's just not, it's not going to work long-term for you. So ask yourself, why am I doing this? Ask yourself that good question. Why am I doing this? And am I going to make this stick? Because at the end of the day, and this is what I tell all my clients, you will always get your lowest standards. Whatever that is for you, whatever your lowest standards are from movement, from sleep, from uh, what you're putting into your body every day, all of those things. Because when life gets really crazy and really wild, you will always go to those lowest standards. So if we raise our lowest standards, that's what's going to allow that transformation and change in our life. And it starts, starts small, folks. Stop trying to be the all or nothing because it doesn't work nope it does not okay well that was great yeah Matt. yeah so uh, that this is a good one so let's get let's all make a pact say goodbye <laughs> to the quick fix non-functional non-lifestyle habit forming <laughs> diets because they are not they're not worth it folks it's not worth your, um, it's not worth you feeling bad about you when it goes back. We want you to love on yourself, take care of yourself, know that you're enough, know that you matter, know that you make a difference. And this is just, this is negating that because it just kind of puts you in that place where that's just not who you are. And if you need help, we're here to help you. That's why we started this because we want to support as many human beings on the planet as possible. And we know that there's, oh, there, there's another way to do this. So reach out, connect with us. And if you felt like this helped you and you felt like this was valuable to you, please share this with friends, family, people that you think this could benefit from. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you dug this and, and you liked it, give us a rating on wherever you're getting your podcasts from. We really, really appreciate that. And yeah, we will be back for our next episode. So we will see you then. Have a wonderful, amazing rest of your day. Good night.